Welcome to The Other Side of 40. My name is April Grant, and I'm here to help women make positive changes with their lives after the age of 40. Let The Other Side of 40 become your community to find inspiration and support to start the next chapter of your life. Welcome to this week's episode of The Other Side of 40. This week, we have uh, Miss Lolita here, and um, we her story is she is a woman and minority-owned small business owner, owner. She graduated from Morgan State University as an industrial engineer and Simmons College as an MBA. She is an out, active member of AKA Sorority Alpha Kappa Alpha and Incorporated. And, sev- and volunteers with several organizations. I'm sorry, seven, several organizations. It's early this morning. It's eight <laughs> no o'clock. Problem. Oh, no problem. <laughs> Lolita leaped from a thriving corporate career of nearly 20 years to launch Walker and Walker Enterprises. She has excelled as a transformation specialist, manager of operations, and director of North America Innovation and Change Management, to name just a few. Her clients benefit from strategies to refocus, restore, and reweave structure and clarity to their work. So let's welcome Lolita Walker here. And can you start us off with our my signature question? What tell us about your awakening moment? Yes. Well, hello, hello, hello. And thank you for having me on your podcast. Just wanted to make sure I said that first. I'm really excited to be here. It is early, but we are going to knock this out for the day. So I'm yes, just really excited about it. Yes. So my awakening moment, uh, we are jumping right into it. So I think I have two awakening moments, kind of my ahas in life that helped me to kind of pivot or pause in my life. The first was the decision to leave corporate America. You know, we get comfortable where we are. We're doing really great. We have established ourselves. So it's kind of just on cruise control. And, you know, if we want to push it up a notch, we absolutely are able to do that without any problem. And what happened was that the brand that I was working for was acquired by another company and they wanted me to go to New York was the next opportunity. And it was a great opportunity. But when I really thought about what I wanted and how I wanted to live and what I wanted to do next, I had a young son at the time. I decided that, guess what? I like visiting New York, but New York wasn't where I wanted to live. And I said, no. And that actually really was me standing at this intersection and deciding that I'm going to pivot and now's the time. So there I was right there. And I said, no. So that was one awakening moment. And what it did for me was say that, guess what? There's so much more out there. And although it's scary, you got this thing, right? Right. That was the first. And then my second one, and I feel like everybody's been here, is I remember being on the floor in my son's room in a fetal position, just crying and asking God, like, what am I going to do next? I just felt a little lost. I felt, um, what am I going to do? What's my purpose? And this, of course, was after I left corporate America. And I think it's just that feeling of all of this comfort is now gone. Like you're standing there and imagine just feeling naked and you're there and a little lost, honestly. And I remember just being in that 
position. And after that, I went downstairs and out of that spawned me writing what I call my Be Free Creed. And that really uh, pushed and helped me to leap into starting my own business. So what made you decide to go is your, I guess, let's start with this. Mm-hmm. Is your business a, uh, a part of what you were doing in corporate America? Did you just take your skills from that or did you start something completely new? Oh, that's such a good question. So um, Walker and Walker Enterprises is a personal and professional coaching and consultancy. And when I was in corporate America, I had various jobs, but to answer your question, how I recognized what my passion was, what my purpose was, what I really wanted to do long-term forever, ever, is because I really took a step back and literally paused. And now that is what I help people do. And when you can really sit and think about what do people tell you that you're great at, just naturally, what is it that you love doing? And at the end of doing that thing, you are just like, yes, I feel good about that. And it doesn't feel like work. When you can look back at your I am wonderful folder and say, yes, this is a theme going here. What I recognize is that my core strength is really tapping into someone else, pulling out all of that greatness that is them, and then helping them to move forward even bigger, better, and bolder than where they thought they were, right? I had employees for probably mm, 15 of the 17 and a half years I was in corporate America Mm -hmm. and it was nonstop. It was the same feedback was like Lolita, thank you so much for, for showing me how to get to that next level. Thank you so much for taking the time in order to push me further. If you didn't push me, then guess what? I don't think I would be here. Whether Mm -hmm. it was one level, two levels, three levels above where they were, it was the same thing. So it was natural for me to say, what does this look like? This is coaching. And I've been doing that forever. So why not get certified in what I'm already great at, right? Why not learn more on how to craft my skills and my strategies? And that's what I started doing in every other product and service is in that same umbrella to help women and teens to literally sit in the power of their paws. Okay. So the power of the pause, <laughs> I mean, you said a lot. I'm trying to, trying to think of what the question I would get. You said, first of all, did you say a leadership folder? No, you said a wonderful folder. Oh, and I am wonderful I folder. Am wonderful folder. Yes, tell honey. Tell us about that. Tell, tell us, like, how does that come to be? Like, how did you come up with that? I mean, I love the sound of it. It sounds yes, it wonderful. Is wonderful. <laughs> it is wonderful. So let me tell you about it. And hopefully those who are listening in and watching mm-hmm. us will be able to do the same thing. You know, it's funny because as I talk about this, people always say, well, what is that? And you forget that not everyone has been on your journey or recognized what it is. So I'm so happy to share it. Um, When I was in corporate, one thing that I found so valuable was affinity networks. So whether for some people call it employee work teams. So whether it was the African-American affinity network that I was leading or the women's network that I was either leading or part of, the beauty is that you have like-minded individuals that are in the same room and can help you grow in different ways. So people are sharing things. And I don't know that they called it an I Am Wonderful folder, but I feel like it was the African-American network um, way back when someone said, you always need to have a place where you keep your accolades. So let me share what I do because you know, after that, then you add your own pieces to it. So for me, you have a digital one and you have a regular folder. So your digital one, because we're on our computer all the time, is inside of your email. Um, 
you have what you just call an I am wonderful folder. That's it. I am wonderful. <laughs> and it's, that's the folder. And whenever anybody sends you accolades or thank you so much for all the work you did, look, this is what your podcast did for me, whatever those are, move them over, move them over okay. into that folder. Okay. Your physical one is going to be if people send you thank you notes or you get certificates or you've done something that you love and you have a physical something for, from it, you go ahead and put it in your I am wonderful folder. The reason for that is if you're still in corporate, the reason for that is because when you go to do your end of year reviews, you want to make sure you can remember those accolades, right? Definitely. So, yeah. You want to be so able to that, bring those all back up and say, listen, this is why yeah. I need a raise. All yeah. these people think I am wonderful. And yes. you, know, you gotta just have the have the proof, <laughs> have the receipts. Have the receipts. And usually they're detailed on exactly how you've helped them. So, you know, you can help with that. The other thing is that every day is not always a great day, right? So sometimes you need a little motivation in your life. In an, and when we suffer from imposter syndrome, which we all do on occasion, we can go back and look inside of that I am wonderful folder and remember the greatness that is already us, right? We yeah. stand on a foundation of doing so many amazing things. Yeah. So go back, look at it, pump yourself back up and get back into the game. Well, we haven't actually discussed imposter syndrome here. So would you be open to telling us a little bit more about what it is? Yeah, you know, um, the way that I define it is you feel as though you're in a moment where you feel as though you're not worthy. You are not enough to do something. You feel like you are an imposter in doing what it is that you do. So let me give you um, an example. I, you know, I also have a podcast, Coaching Cocktails and Conversations, and I did an episode where I was talking about um, finding your strength. And I talked about how when I went to do my TEDx talk, I was standing on a stage for the first time, right? This was two days before the TEDx talk. And I'm standing in the red circle and I'm looking out into this empty arena, not an arena, it was really a theater, about 600 and so seats. And I'm looking out and I'm standing there in front of this mic and I'm like, holy crap, am I good enough to be here? Like, who is going to really believe that I am an expert in this space? I just started getting like, there's, it's daunting, right? Everything feels so much bigger than you and you feel like you're shrinking. And I tell this story about how, when I looked out, I literally saw myself, right? Standing in front of myself, but it wasn't my face. It looked like a red stop sign. And oh. that stop sign and those letters were telling me like, stop, you know, you, are you ready for this? Is this what it is that you wanted that you, and I'm like, hold up. And that's when you have to check yourself and take that pause, right? It is one, I've been working six months on this thing, right? right. Two, it's a topic that I'm passionate about and I know it, I wrote it, right? I <laughs> feel it, right? right? Three, right. We've had coaches that have coached us up for this moment here. Four, it's on my vision board and you said you wanted to be here at this TEDx talk. You're going to show up lady, right? Right, right, right. So, <laughs> It's, it's that feeling of, am I good enough? And honestly, that imposter syndrome can have you turn around from those moments that are yours. And, and that's what I mean when I talk imposter syndrome. And I feel like, you know, if we're honest with ourselves, we've all been there, right? Like, have you been oh. there? Oh, no, I, I'm asking for other people. I've been there. And so <laughs> I'm asking because that's the first time it's come up. But as someone who's been blogging and... um on social media, 
you know, a lot of times it's like, does anyone care that much about me? You know, when you're mm-hmm. posting, when you're putting things out there, when you're pouring from your spirit, you really wonder like, who cares? Like, mm-hmm. who are you? Who, who even will bother to read this? And then you write something, you know, really from the heart and then it goes through the roof and you're just like, oh, okay, people care. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's just one of those things that it's hard because I think as women more than men, we are told to kind of take a back seat. Yeah. And we even either um, openly or uh, passively told to like, you know, your job is really just to kind of sit over there and support the men while they feed on the success. And so when we get up there, cause I don't ever hear men talking about imposter sy- syndrome. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not true. One time I've heard a man talk about imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. but most of the time it comes up with women because they just, they, to step it out of their comfort zone and step in front and be that front person is just not typically the role that we play. And so I'm very much a supporter of getting out of it, breaking through it. And that's kind of where this podcast came from. Cause mm-hmm. I wanted to do it. And I was like, I don't know who's going to listen, but I'm just going to put it out there. And if hopefully if I can help one person, absolutely, that'll be worth it for me because my goal is to help women. And if one woman's helped, then I've accomplished my goal. I love that, you know, and I have two distinct audiences. One is women, and I'll talk about that in a second. And the other is, is teams, diverse teams. And, they, and I have passion for them because in my life, right, I found gaps in both. Yes. And I'm really clear that the work that I do can span but my core, like my feeling, my passion is for women. And it's really a lot of what you said is because as busy women, one thing we don't do is take time to pause. And if we do, we feel guilty. There's shame that's attached with it. We're trying to, you know, we're just nurturers by choice. Not, not by, sometimes not by choice, but we're nurturers innately, right? We're motherly. We just have this instinct to do it all. And oftentimes if people start to say things like, let's talk about at work, if people start to say, hey, that's not good enough. No, I need you to redo that again. Or even at home, like, hey, you could have done that a little bit differently. Sometimes that stuff gets in your head and then that might lead you to become an imposter. You know, you mentioned social media, like let's talk about that. Social media is what you put out, right? You choose to put out what you want to put out. So everybody's lives look amazing, right? (laughs) And so if you start comparing yourself and your success, whether it's a podcaster or whether it's a new business owner, whether it is a corporate executive, if you start comparing yourself to what you see with others, that stuff can start to dwindle you down, right? And have you feeling like you're not good enough or what if, or why can't I, or I need to start doing this. And what happens is that when we're not clear on your why, which is what you really just said, right? You said, I had to get kind of clear on why am I doing this thing? That's your why. And when we can focus on that, it kind of moves all of those other distractions out of our way, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, I talk, you, you know, talking about the house. I mean, I, I'm married to a Bahamian man, old fashioned. His mom is like, I don't understand why you're not making a plate. And I remember this uh, <laughs> situation very clear. And I love his mother-in-law. I love my mother-in-law. She right. is awesome. But there was this one time I am eight months pregnant and his mom said, why don't I make my husband a plate? And I was like, he's got two hands. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
it was a tiny little kitchen and I had my big old belly and I was just like, I can't fit in that, that kitchen, especially with other people in it. And mm-hmm. I was tired, you know, the end of your pregnancy, you're just tired. Yeah. And she was just so taken aback that I was just like, I'm not even going to try to do it. Like, that's good. He's got two hands. He knows exactly what he wants. He's <laughs> that was like the first time we really kind of had tension because she was just like, well, you really need to make your man a plate. I was like, and he really can make it all by himself. <laughs> and I was I didn't budge. And it was just kind of the first time that I just took a uh, I took a look at the life that I wanted to lead in that respect. And I was just like, I can't do it all. Like, I just can't be that person who cooks, cleans, has a job, takes care of the kids. That's a lot. That's Mm -hmm. a, it's so much of a burden. And we kind of, we don't often, women don't think of their husbands as partners, but as, you know, sadly a man child, Mm -hmm. you know, an Mm -hmm. extra person we have to take care of. And I was just like, that's not what I want in my marriage. I just, I can't do that. Like, (laughs) yep. His mama did a good job raising him. I chose him because his mama did a good job. Yep. <laughs> so he needs to be the man that his mama raised him to be. So um, it. Uh, it, it's just, it's very interesting. And then when you talk about the social media, I had to really come to terms with just showing my life and not being afraid of perfectionism. And, you know, and that's hard because Instagram especially is so visual and it's all about the perfect picture. And, you know, um, I just finished reading the book, No Filter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it talks a lot about, you know, the crazy things people do to have an awesome Instagram picture. And I'm like, I ain't got the energy or the time for that. I got three kids. <laughs> I'm trying to run a household. I'm trying to do homeschooling right now. There is no way I'm doing any kind of setup to do anything. It's yeah. just, if I'm going to post, it's just going to be what I feel like posting. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because when you look at some of the other ones, you're just like, Oh my gosh, all those people. It's like, it's just pretty. It's pretty to look like, look at. And, but what I decided to do with my own was really just be honest. Like, you know what? Everything ain't great. Everything isn't pretty. Everything isn't always going to go the way that we want it to go this, but this is just who I am right now. Yeah. And that's, but that's hard because, you know, a lot of people, we have as open as we are, we hide so much. Mm-hmm. We spend so much time hiding who we are as people. Mm-hmm. So how do you as a coach bring out <laughs> what people like to hide, even the good stuff? I mean, we hide some really awesome oh, stuff yeah. about ourselves. Mm-hmm. How do you bring that out in someone? We talk. Mm-hmm. So typically we start a conversation. I uh, learn a little more about them. We talk about some barriers. I just, I challenge them on some barriers that um, have been placed in front of them. Why is it a barrier? And typically when you're really having a good conversation with someone and you replay some of what they just said, they're even surprised that they said that. Mm -hmm. And they're even surprised at kind of unmasking themselves because they are so comfortable because I've set up this safe space right? And as you start replaying that, they're like, ah, and they can start seeing it. So we just start with those small chunks, those small breadcrumbs, and those lead to um, where you want to be. Those lead to what your goals are without, from our time together. Those lead to you allowing yourself to look bigger 
right? To look further, to look farther. Um, and when we start to do that work, it becomes really clear at the work we're going to do together. You know, I'm working with um, one of my clients right now is in corporate and she just wants to look for another job. But what she came to me for, what we actually recognized after talking is that we really are going to work on her confidence. Mm. And she's a pretty high powered employee, a bad woman. I mean, very, very accomplished. Mm -hmm. Very accomplished people also suffer from an imposter syndrome, right? The higher you get in a company, who are you talking to where you feel safe? Which yeah. is why executive coaching is so important, right? Which is why individual coaching is so important. Um, which is why if you want to push yourself further and farther and pull out the greatness, right? Unmask ourselves when we're ready to unmask ourselves, then you get help doing it. And the way that I do it is I listen intently and I replay what you're sharing with me. And you'll be surprised what you're sharing with me because you are so comfortable. And then we get clear on what we're going to work on. Oh, wow. I mean, confidence is definitely another one of those big things. You know, it's, you, you look at, what's going around you and the people around you and you think, oh my gosh, they had this thing. They mm -hmm. have this. And you realize a lot of them have the same issues you do. Like yeah. they just keep going. That's the only difference. They don't stop. They just keep going. So mm -hmm. I'm glad there are people out there like you that help push people to that next level because, you know, a lot of us women um, will sit back and let someone else take the shine away because of the fear and the lack of confidence. Yeah. You know, when I, I decided within my first year, I wrote um, my book and the reason why I did is really what we're talking about now. When you talked about that awakening, it is the intersection of you and change is the name of my book. And the reason is because we all find ourselves right there at that intersection of us and a change or a decision that we have to make, right? You mm -hmm. call it the awakening. I call it an intersection, but we've all found ourselves right there. And so what my book does is that it journeys you through these 17 stops of self-discovery. So whether it's journey junction or communication circle or accountability Avenue, it's all about, right? Pausing and then challenging yourself to think differently so that you can thrive differently, right? It's about embracing where you are. It's about acting in your right now, right? In your strengths that we talked about. And then it's about thriving because we're on this earth one time and one time only, which is what I believe. And we're going to make this the best time that we have. And for me, right, my awakening came at 40. Yeah. I mean, so same, same with me, which is why the podcast is called the other side of 40. Yes. Um, <laughs> so uh, tell us the importance of that pause. Mm -hmm. You know, it's my firm belief that when you allow yourself to pause and you allow yourself to be with yourself for self-discovery is where you become your most creative you. Mm. It's where you are able to now challenge yourself differently. It's when you are able to be honest with yourself. It's when you are able to not only be creative, but to think a little further, to open up that door a little bit more, to see that sunlight a little bit more so that now your expectations become even brighter, right? Mm -hmm. When you sit in your pause, then you gift yourself the time, the energy, the space, and the resources 
to be your best self. And that's why the work that I do really concentrates around sitting in that pause and feeling its power. The three things that I really work on is to increase your confidence, your clarity, right? And then your commitment, because it's all about action, but you only can act inside of this focused space when you allow yourself these moments to pause. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, okay. I'm typically quite literal. So Mm -hmm. when you say pause, I think stop. Mm -hmm. And, but if I'm stopping, then I'm not thinking and I'm not doing anything. So Mm -hmm. what do you do during the pause that is not just stopping? Because it sounds like it's more than just taking a step back, but it's actually being proactive more in your thoughts than your actions. Yeah. So a pause if you think about a stoplight, right? The pause is really the yellow light, not the red light. Mm -hmm. So if you think about your pause, you're on yellow, so you're still moving, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm, I'm looking at the literal sense. Um, So you are still moving, but you're slowing down enough to breathe. You're slowing down enough that you're not giving, giving, giving and being the superwoman that you think in your mind that you absolutely have to be. You are, what does that look like? It could be, um, let me ask you this. What is it that you're doing when you feel you're most free? Oh, it used to be playing sports and I'm really trying to figure out what that is now. Okay. Um, with multiple babies and not a, enough time, my uh, energy level and my athletic ability has fallen greatly. <laughs> um, and so it's not freeing at all. Um, but... Okay. Even in your little moments at home with three kids, because guess what? You are not the only one with three kids. So for the <laughs> listeners out there that also are over 40 with three kids, right? What are you in your, in your day, right? Mm-hmm. What's one thing that when you're doing it, you're like, <sighs> showering. I love it. Okay. I love <laughs> it. Right. It could be sitting on the toilet, whatever that yeah. is. Right. So let's take that example. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're showering, right? Could you extend your shower? for five more minutes and literally close your eyes and breathe in. Yes. That's one. That could be a pause Two, Could you, since it's, what is it about the shower that you love? Um, It's the least likely time because they'll bother me on the toilet. Yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't typically bother me in the shower. I don't know why. I love Um, it. I guess they feel like the doors are closed to the shower and they can't penetrate. Um, but it's quiet. I love water. I'm a big water person. So swimming is a big thing if I had a pool. Um, Mm. and I love water and I just love the feel of the water, you know, all over my body. I mean, I love that comforting feeling. So could you, right? Because water is my thing too. Mine is really water and trees, honestly. And sometimes it's just the sound of the water that gives me, yeah. like I can relax my shoulders. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. And when I say, I want you to pause, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's the water sound that can remind you of where you are when you're in the shower and in this quiet place, when you go to bed, can you turn on spa radio on Pandora? Yeah, like, I what? actually turn on rain. I love it. Perfect. So all of those moments, whether you're busy and you're doing 80 million things, right? At some point you are going to close your eyes. So at what point can you intentionally take that time to get you to a space where you can really relax? 
and if it whether it's five minutes right that you have or 15 or 50 minutes you can start in small places and you will see that over time this allowance what it does what this pause does is really allow you to be creative you will recognize over time that what it does is your thinking becomes different in this space it's slowed down right um it might give you the space to sleep if that's mm -hmm. what you need it might give you the space to think differently think about maybe a couple of new topics that you're going to have on your episode you allow yourself the space to pause and that is what i mean when i say allow yourself the space to pause and then feel the power in it right try it tonight i i certainly will <laughs> so what are maybe three things that you mm -hmm. can uh tell the listeners that would help them in this journey to uh become you know fight through all of this and that goes along in line with your coaching the pandemic you mean well like just just in their growth what are three, oh, gotcha. like items you know or ideas or theories or you know strategy sure sure sure, sure. um the first i will say is to pause right we've mm -hmm. been talking about that pause mm -hmm. and allow yourself that power i think we talked about that a little bit right before this so folks yeah. can really get a feel for for that yeah. right Two, I would say is to reach out for a partner. I wouldn't mm -hmm. even say help, right? Reach out for a partner, an accountability partner, because as a certified life and executive coach, what I tell all of my clients is that I'm a partner with you on your journey, right? Mm -hmm. I don't tell you what to do. That's the difference between a coach and a consultant, right? Mm -hmm. I don't tell you what to do. I hear what it is that you're saying, right? And I help guide you on where you already have told me that you want to go. So yeah. I'm a partner on that journey. So grab a partner that can help hold you accountable and that's unbiased and is there for your goals, not their own. Right? Mm. And important. right. That's all about who is on your playground. I talked about that on my podcast as well, but you can be intentional on who you want at your playground so that then you can move in the direction of where you want to go. Yeah. So that's that second piece. And I think the third piece is, um, especially for women is to, really gift yourself space for an extended pause. Okay. You know, I host a retreat, um, usually twice a year, February and September. I'm going to, my, I'm going back live in person, September, 2021 prayerfully. Um, and it's a four day retreat and I've been doing online, um, virtual ones as well. I did my first and my seconds in October, but this time is intentional, right? And it's not all, it's pushing you differently. It's taking you out of your own comfort zone and putting you in a place where you can be challenged with other women yeah. at the same time. It's where you can grow together. It's where you can share together. It's where you can become vulnerable, but it's where you can be pushed. And so when you leave one of my retreats, right? It, you not only have an accountability partner, you not only have a blueprint and an action plan, but you are really clear, right? Remember I talked about that clarity, right? Mm -hmm. That commitment it is, you are really clearly, and you're renewed, okay? You have finally been out of mommy zone and been able to be around some folks that are around your age and are really having the same wins and falls 
as you've mm -hmm. had. And you all can all be in that one space to support each other, right? That notion of community. So whether it's my retreat or somewhere else, right? Yoga or whatever it is that you want to do, find that place and gift yourself that space because you deserve it and you yeah. need it. Well, I, I love the other two because I think, especially as women, again, um, we're social creatures mm -hmm. and being alone on a journey just doesn't typically work for us. I mean, I remember watching this one show. I can't remember what it is. I'm sure someone will remember. Um, and the women were walking miles with uh, the baskets on their head mm -hmm. to go get water. Mm -hmm. And, you know, us Americans uh, came in and we're trying to build a well, like in the city. So they get running water and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And literally they broke down and said, why are you doing that? <laughs> they're like, because you guys spend all day walking to get water. They're like, yeah, that's the time we can talk. And yeah, that's, get away. We get, that's when we get away from our husbands. Yes. Like, we, like <laughs> we are not trying to have it right here because all they're going to do is give us more things to do during that time I instead of it. allowing us to walk and talk. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we just, we need to lean into that a little bit more and be more social. And believe me, the, the breakthroughs that I've had over the last year have totally been because I've opened up to people mm -hmm. and talked about issues that I'm having. And then I find out they've had the same issues or mm -hmm. something similar, or they had just something to be able to add to the conversation and not in a judgmental way, mm -hmm. you know, just in a, Hey, you know, well, this is what we did. Mm -hmm. And I hope this helps you, you know, try it, don't try it, whatever. This is what we, you know, the direction we went. And just to know that you're not alone, mm -hmm. it creates a different um, feeling. Mm -hmm. When you feel like you're alone and you're going through it alone, it's sometimes very hard and painful. Mm -hmm. And I, I bring this to, like, I have a friend who's been sober five months and every post, you know, it's a guy, but every time he posts, I'm like, I'm trying to encourage him to, you know, stay on that path. Like, mm -hmm. because that support, you know, just knowing that someone cares that you're sober. Mm -hmm. some knowing someone cares that you're making a change is just a different feeling. And mm -hmm. we don't spend enough time dealing with the real stuff that we're going through. Mm -hmm. um, and I like to get real <laughs> as much as I can, um, especially now. I think before I, I hid behind a lot, mm -hmm. uh, the perfectionism, the, the world that the expect and the expectations, you know, uh, growing up with a, a, a mom who was pretty, you know, got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And then just feeling short when you didn't accomplish certain, certain mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm. um, so that accountability partner and definitely that extended. I've been trying with COVID. I had a, a trip on the books, a, a solo trip out of town on the books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that all got canceled. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that space to just be away from all that you're doing. Mm -hmm. So you can have that extended pause. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. Mm hmm all right, we're coming up to the end. Do you have any um, additional tips or anything you want to say before we go? You know, I was here just thinking of, you know, what I can do to really help women who are where I know that I used to be, like needing that pause and not feeling like you can take it, feeling that guilt. And I was thinking, hmm, 
So I think what I can do is, is offer a couple things that you can put in your show notes. So I think by the time a discount on uh, my retreat in September, oh. if folks want to come to that and, or um, a coaching package. So mm-hmm. I will uh, get you that information in a code so that you can put it in your show notes. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, okay. So tell us where we can find you. You told us about a couple books and you told us about a podcast. Can you repeat all oh, of that? Yes. Listeners? Absolutely. <laughs> so you can, all things are at lolitawalker.com. It's www.lolita, L-O-L-I-T-A, walker.com. And you can get to everything that is lolitawalker.com. Um, my podcast is called Coaching Cocktails and Conversations. And it's a three-layered podcast where I give coaching and always a a bit of soul work. Uh, The second piece is cocktails, but it's not about what you're sipping on. It's all about bringing your greatness and celebrating your wins, right? Um, And recognizing how amazing you are and where you're standing today. And then the last section of that is conversations where it's either the listener and I, or I have a special invited guest. So that's always pretty cool. And then my book is The Intersection of You and Change. And again, you can always find that right. Everything is right there on my website. Uh, Instagram and Facebook are at Walker, the letter N, Walker Change. So Walker and Walker Change. And Twitter, I just really got my Twitter account, but we can, let's talk about it here. Lolita E. Walker, what else is there? Oh, and my Coaching Cocktails and Conversations podcast has a Facebook page that I just leaped into. So yeah, I'd love for your listeners to come on over. All right. Um, And I will definitely be putting an I Am Wonderful folder everywhere that I can. (laughs) Because I definitely need those reminders, especially, you know, with the... the pandemic's really starting to wear on me. Like at the beginning, I was good. I was Mm -hmm. like, I know we're going to be in this for a while. I was probably the first person to be like, I don't know why y'all talk about going back. We ain't going back anytime soon. (laughs) Um, But now it's really starting to wear on me. And so an I Am Wonderful folder would definitely be a great pick-me-up. So And for your kids. Oh, and yeah, and for our kids. And what we started at home was a jar of thanks, a gratitude jar. I love it. Specifically for the other people in the family. So you have to, you don't have to. But when someone does something nice for you, you know, tell them thank you. And sometimes we don't always say it to their face. So we have a jar um, and we write it on a piece of paper and then we go through and read them all at the end of the week. So I love that, um, you know, starting healthy habits, healthy habits Mm -hmm. are so important, especially now through isolation, because remember that imposter syndrome we talked about, I think uh, positive affirmations and reinforcement is so important to combat um, what our mind might be trying to chatter to us. That's not reality. Right. So I love your gratitude jar. Thanks. I have a friend who has jars of gratitude around her house Mm -hmm. and my son and I, and my mom, we actually do um, a small wins board that we write every day. And at the end of the month, we read them aloud. And it's just amazing to feel the power of all of your wins throughout the month. So I love that you're doing that. Yeah. It's, it's been a great, um, it's very interesting because my youngest is six. So it's very interesting to see mm-hmm. their, her little notes uh, written out, her little thank you. So, mm-hmm. well, I appreciate that you 
got up early this morning (laughs) for the podcast. Uh, And thank you for coming on. And it was great meeting you and talking to you. It's so, I had so much fun. So this was amazing. (laughs) And it's a great way to start our days, right? So (laughs) definitely. now I'm awake, I'm ready to go. And I feel, I feel real good right now. (laughs) Good. I love it. Well, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Other Side of 40. You can find us at our site, theothersideof40.com and on Pinterest, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Other Side 40.